0: Welcome to another episode of the Lawyer Lifter podcast, and we're actually taking the Lawyer Lifter podcast to a different way of how we've usually done these episodes, and it's really going to be more like a Mel react so basically topics that don't necessarily resonate in what I do here at Uplift Law, but that do have legal implications, and just honestly, whatever I really want to talk about. And today we have um, some great sounding boards. I've got William Barnes, my office manager, and Cameron Cabrera, my legal assistant, because they are part of the young perspective that I um, really want here at my law firm. And that's kind of the way that the hiring is going, um, if you've been tuning in. But Today we are going to be talking about the Blizzard uh, lawsuits and if you're not familiar I know we're in March 2022 and what's on the news is the Russian-Ukrainian war but in the summer of 2021 we had Blizzard and everybody knows that's the gaming Um, company under uh, scrutiny and litigation by two huge governmental agencies, the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and the DFEH, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Now, right off the gate, the the Blizzard settled with EEOC, but today, Blizzard has not settled with the DFEH. Now, I came to learn about Blizzard and its situation. Let's just call it that. I mean, we'll go into the situation in detail later, but i I actually didn't go into when I heard about it into any of the media. Uh, when a lawsuit happens, i I go and look for the damn lawsuit. And when such a huge company like Blizzard, is being sued, and not not by a private person, but the DFEH, that is huge in our industry, employment and business. Uh, that means that this governmental agency in California that makes sure that employers do what they should do pursuant to the law, and California has... Pre- pretty strict laws relating to how employers treat their employees. That's a big deal. So what the DFEH has done is they have launched, they launched a full on, and I'm giving you guys kind of a lesson here, a full on investigation because they're the government. They can, they can do whatever the fuck they want and they have the resources to do so um, on Blizzard and when that happened, so the DFEH filed their lawsuit in July 20, 2021. And, you know, I'm, I don't really want to touch on the EEOC because the Blizzard somehow settled with the EEOC, but, like, very interesting, they have not settled with the DFEH because uh, you can't just throw money at the dfeh what the dfeh wanted before they took that huge step and filed against blizzard was that they wanted blizzard to literally change their ways and there were multiple times because that's how the dfeh um, operates where they held these dispute resolution meetings with blizzard and said listen this is our investigation. We are the gov- the California government entity, the Bulldogs here. We, we've talked to all these employees. We busted down your HR department. We've interviewed, we've looked at these like goonies at the top here. We looked at your payroll records. like here, Blizzard, d- we need you to do this, uh, fix it. Or we're going to have to file a lawsuit. And Blizzard failed to do that. Uh, So this governmental entity then sued um, Blizzard. And when I caught wind of this lawsuit, and I read the lawsuit, it's very, very good. Like if we're talking, and of course, like this is the the governmental entity that wrote the damn thing, but it is not only very interesting reading, but it will make your stomach turn. And it's probably because if you know anything about Blizzard, you know it is like this, it's been a Fortune 500 member. Um, It's just being, it's regarded as having, um such a huge uh hold on the gaming community it it has franchises like world of warcraft diablo and overwatch i know right like how does mel know that i know it because i am a i i do read big business stuff so i was interested in blizzard before um they got sued and i i I was just amazed when this happened. So let me just tell you a little bit on the legal side. Um, and then we'll bring in Cameron and Will on this. But um, the reason why I was so interested in this lawsuit is because my understanding, I just gave you some stats like they, they're they supposed to be progressive. They employ, I think, about uh, 9,500 employees, and I know that they have... Uh, what is it? 100 million players worldwide. It's it literally considered the leading gaming platform in the Western world because, as I told you, it's been a member of Fortune 500. Um, <clears throat> so, but the thing is, when I looked at this lawsuit and I was just blown away, I did not think that someone in the business of something so, so cutting edge and just, you know, uh, a giant in the tech industry, gaming industry, would have such like shitty, uh, like workplace environment. Just and here's the thing: they can afford. And it's funny because the lawsuit, the dfeh actually put this in their lawsuit. This type of company can afford the best lawyers to go in there and do an audit like uplift law does that as well on a smaller scale. We go into our small businesses and we audit them. This company had all the means to hire the biggest law firms to audit them. And they did, but yet somehow failed. And so it's really scary that um, the two law firms that they did employ And that these law firms, like, said, hey, like, there's a huge issue here. You really need to figure this out. They did not do a thing. So the stats have come out here on Blizzard. Their workforce, I just told you, is around 9,500 at the time of this filing of the lawsuit. Uh, In July of 2021, they were 9,500 to 10,000 employees. Only 20%? of that workforce were women, and the top leadership was exclusively male and white. And I think where we start is to show, is to tell the story about how women were perceived, which then will show why or how the big ticket item here, the work environment came to fruition. So I just told you 20% of that workforce were women. And the thing is, in Blizzard's own damn records, like it showed so much evidence. it You know, the DFEH did its homework and Blizzard actually employed, as I said, law firms to audit them. So basically they had all the information that showed that they were very shitty and did nothing. So um, these women like never had any opportunity to rise up. They were uh, disregarded in terms of higher roles, incentive pay, and total compensation than their male peers. And the stories that came out about, and this wasn't, and I say stories very lightly, they're facts, absolutely facts, that these women were subjected to like, huge discrepancy, discrepancies in their pay and their bosses would tell them like, hey, I just can't promote you because I think you're going to get pregnant. And if you get pregnant, I mean, that's just not going to jive. Literally, like I just evidence after evidence, because I, I did look at this as, as a lawyer and I was like, wow, like, why doesn't Blizzard just do the damn thing and not keep this lawsuit going. But they're they're not doing the damn thing. They they keep on uh, they this lawsuit is still going on. And the DFEH, let me tell you, before they even filed, they did two years of investigation and gave Blizzard so many chances to fix it before they had to file. So that's freaking scary that this huge company could treat their women in this way. And I haven't even begun to touch the work environment stuff because I just could not get past the whole how these women um, were denied lower level roles, equal pay, delayed or passed promotions or lied to. Um, Even these women who are on the big... um, the big group teams that put out like call of duty etc there was like evidence after evidence of stories from these women who were just criticized for being women you know one of these females came out from the woodwork during the investigation who said that she was criticized t- for leaving to pick up her children from daycare while her male counterparts were sitting there playing video games. And sometimes when females who were nursing uh, were in lactating rooms, the men would come in and kick them out, like kick them out and say like, you know what? Like we need this room, get the fuck out. I know you're lactating, but we need it for, um, we need it for whatever the hell. So that went on. And even women of color were treated worse. Uh, There was a story that came out in the lawsuit in evidence that there was an African-American employee who worked on uh, information technology, and she was very micromanaged by her manager, unlike the men on her team. And when she requested paid time, when she requested paid time off of work, her manager made her write a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off of work when no one else had to do a similar write-off. It's just insane. Oh, and I just recalled the big law firms that did audit Blizzard, Paul Hastings and Miller Law Group. Crazy. Even their own data said, hey, uh, there's huge compensation data here that shows that there's a big pay disparity between the male and female employees. So you should probably remedy this. Uh, the, Blizzard did nothing. And when women were gone for maternity leave, they were given like, you know, they would come back to bad reviews, um, remarks, like uh, just all kinds of things. And because, The HR department there was just shit. Um, And the DFEH uncovered that the women actually went to HR constantly, but nothing was ever done about these HR complaints and they were not confidential. So the women who ended up like going to HR would ultimately get retaliated against for going to HR in the first place. So, I mean... It's crazy. You would think that a business with that amount of money, doing that kind of business, would have a very advanced way of keeping the workplace. And one of the most disgusting displays of sexual harassment I've ever read um, was the this like frat culture. It's like. <laughs> Uh, you know, my understanding before the Blizzard lawsuit was that frat culture was just relegated to frat guys who would just be stupid together because you see that on TV, you see that, um, in the movies. But actually, what this frat culture was, it was, um, it was led by the supervisors for by the people who are on top. And what they did was they would, um, they did these cube crawls in defendants' offices, and apparently, in in this workplace, um, the female employees were uh, supposed to walk, crawl, crawl around um, through their through the offices, and um, the men there would grope them, would touch them during these cube crawls, like. It, it's just you would think like, oh, my God, is that real? It's it's real. It's literally in public record on a lawsuit. Um, and it was so commonplace for, you know, the for defendants to touch women's breasts, to comment on their body, to talk about rape. And the, you know, I, the female workers, employees who are working on World of Warcraft team, had noted during the investigation that the male employees and supervisors would act out um, on them World of Warcraft, like scenarios, um, and talk about rape, etc. And these women were just supposed to, to go ahead and take that. It's very litigious right now. So I, I'm interested To uh, see how this plays out, but Blizzard is putting up a fight with the DFEH. Um, Very interesting, very disgusting, but we can learn a lot from it. So, Will and Cameron, when you were looking into this, like surprised not surprised i don't know it's pretty shocking like because you don't you don't think like scenarios like that really happen like the like the cube crawl stuff like that that's like wild to think about super especially with a company of this size and where everybody knows blizzard like blizzard is literally i mean even though you're not in the gaming like gaming world like you know right like off the top of your head oh blizzard does games yeah it's huge
1: Yeah, there's a lot actually, interestingly enough, it's actually pretty common like culture to have at a tech company, not like startups, but gaming companies who are already established, or like just like that whole sector in general, like game devs, coders, stuff like that, like they are, it's a male dominant industry, similar to, I don't know, let's say, mechanical engineers I don't know what the statistics are on that I'm just spitballing it but it's like a male dominated industry right so when you have females come into that that setting it changes the way that the workplace kind of interacts and then they just do stupid shit like all of this stuff I don't mean I can't even I have never even heard of some of the stuff like actually until just now I knew that there was litigation going on because of the way they're treating their employees but man holy cow
0: yeah um you guys like when you get sued I hope you don't, but when you do, it is public record. Um, and, you know, I I caution people to don't go to the media for your source. Like, if you hear a lawsuit, go pull it up. Pull up the damn lawsuit and um, see what it's doing in the courts. And this is in L.A., Um and I it's true, right? Like Will brought up a fact that DFEH said it is really sad that yes, this is a male-dominated industry since the 1970s. But just because it's male dominated, like that doesn't mean, all right, oh women, like you you just entered the boys' club. Let me let me just create this like animalistic savage workplace environment. That's not no <laughs> And the things that Blizzard was asked to change, I don't understand just um, looking at the lawsuit and kind of like uh, knowing a little bit about about the gaming industry, why it was so difficult for them to lay off the women. I don't know. Um, But what you can like, you know, I know that we're talking about Blizzard being a very big company, but how does it affect like, you know, all my small business owners who are in growth and wanting to create a, a culture? Well, I mean, it's a trickle down thing. So the supervisors up top, they were the ones that embodied the frat culture and made it okay for everybody else down there to adopt and condone the frat culture. And so that is why it is so important as a leader to have an, a healthy business culture. Part of your growth as a small business owner, you want to make sure that everybody has the required skills and you're moving forward in in the business sense, like statistically speaking with your numbers and your, you know, your money your revenue. But at the same time, you want to ensure that, you know, the culture that you want is in compliance with number one, the law, and number two, what you're all about. Because now, Every time I look at Blizzard since July of 2021, all I can think about is they have a shitty work environment. Um and shitty is an understatement. You guys have anything to say to that?
1: Oh yeah, what do you So like I know Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard for like I think it was like 60 billion or something like that somewhere in that ballpark, which is ridiculous by the way that's unheard of. Um do you think that that ownership like that support structure is going to change the way that they're doing, that they're approaching the lawsuit. A and B, is it going to affect the way that their culture is? Because you know, when businesses transition and when they're required, I know a lot of the times the culture kind of stays intact. Um, but I wonder if there's going to be pressure from Microsoft to, on Activision Blizzard to, make some serious changes. You know.
0: I think that they probably carved out in their agreement, like Blizzard, you need to handle this shit, like because when we do stuff like that. When one business um, purchases another business, we carve out a provision in there that any existing um, lawsuits are handled by the business being acquired. So I have a sneaking suspicion that Microsoft was like, you need to figure this out. Like, that's not our freaking problem. Um, And how that's legally speaking, I think that's the case, considering the fact that this lawsuit is still very much live and isn't like going away anytime soon. Um, So um, what does that mean for the future of Microsoft Blizzard? I I am hopeful and I believe like legally speaking that Microsoft has then said, all right, this is we're acquiring this. Uh, everything has to change.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that, Mel? What do you think about this guy who's in running this stinking company that all this crap is happening in, and he's not stepping down and taking like, what is it? What do we call the Sapuku or whatever? The falling on your own sword.
0: Uh, my understanding is that the reason why this lawsuit is continuing and it's litigious. When I say you guys it's litigious, meaning like there's hearings set. On this lawsuit related to evidence or protective orders or whatever, but um, the Bobby and the higher ups of Blizzard have said that they have no fucking clue what anybody's talking about. These are wild accusations. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's that's their story, and they're sticking to it. And I'm like, okay, man. Um, so I guess to save face. And it's uh, kind of in line with um, the fact that this is male-dominated, white. Uh, there, that culture, frat boy culture, that they would maintain that um, stance, and that's why he's not just backing down. Um, it's kind of like you know Putin right now. It's like, well, fuck. Like I'm in it. Well, like am I gonna? Am I gonna step? Am I gonna? back out or am I going to go? Well, I fuck it. I have to go now. Like <laughs> it's like a point of no return, but yes, that has been the CEO and the people, the, the defendant's position is like wild, wild accusations, crazy. So I, I can only really speak to the legal side, but I'm curious, you know, like we've been talking about the inner company, but what, what do the consumers think? Has that done anything? If you know Will, because Will is part of this gaming um, community, what what is the impact there?
1: A lot of the fans are are really we're really upset initially. There's like Reddit drives of like people just freaking out on the company. People are mass. And for for those of you who don't know, when you play World of Warcraft, you have to pay a monthly subscription to actually play the game, um, and people are just canceling their subscriptions, which is in turn hurts. Activision Blizzards recurring revenue. So the numbers tanked. The market their stock price tanked, I think, like twenty, thirty percent in a couple months. And then that's how the fans fought back, really, is they just stopped using their products. I think now it's kind of equalized now that it's out of the mainstream media. Unfortunately to say, um, a lot of those fans have come back. Um, but there's still a large chunk of their market, you know, their market share that they lost because of this. It's it's like you mistreated your employees to the point where the community just said we're not even going to play your stinking game like that's crazy so yeah negatively they were pissed a lot of them were pissed some of them i mean some of them don't really care but because they just want to play the game but you know they probably don't know the severity of the issue
0: and i think that that brings up the the core values here you know like No matter how big and great you are as a company, it always comes back to your reputation, your values, um, and word of mouth, right? Because as we can see, also that's why we are so big here at Uplift Law with like prevention of lawsuit because uh, a lawsuit is going to hurt your bottom line especially the magnitude of this type of lawsuit i mean it it's public record so your consumers aren't going to want to do business with you potential other like colleagues aren't going to want to do business with you like it can reverberate and affect you long term so at the end of the day you know even a big company like blizzard cannot hide Behind its like fancy name and maintain such a horrible reputation. Ultimately, no one is like a Goliath for long. So that concludes today's podcast on the Blizzard scandal. I know that that is kind of like a a thing that happened last year, and we're we're doing like more um, current events related to the Ukraine and Russian war, but it's very interesting so if you ever want an exemplar of what not to do and of real like you know pay disparity among men and women in a industry in an industry that purports to be so progressive um looks are deceiving you gotta unpeel back all that like glitz and glamour and see the real deal and it always comes back to reputation core values and work environment how do you treat your people so see you next time on the next episode of lawyer lifter podcast Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.